I hope you are well. Good morning on podcast. Good morning uh, if you can see us. And you know what would be rather fabulous if you're listening on podcast? Could you leave a little review? Obviously, only one if you love us. <laughs> and if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't subscribed, do subscribe. Why not? Um, morning, everyone. How are we all? It's Monday. It's fun day. It's not Sunday. Um, I'm really, really, really thrown a curveball by the fact that the coffee machine has been set to a setting that it's never been set before. Listen, I can't recover from this. You are not getting over this. So nope. this is what I'm going to say. I'm Go over go there now and make yourself another coffee because you're going to be a bloody nightmare. What is it if your partner or somebody you live with, it can be a child, it can be anyone, doesn't have in the morning, they're in a strop all day? Oh God, what have I opened up? Can of worms. Well, I mean, I can think of a Mark, couple of things. Stop. It was an accident that I said that. What is it? Like, if he doesn't have the coffee in exactly the right way, he's like this. Mm. Impossible. Mm. You know, has anyone noticed ever since Mark says his favourite thing about women is when they have their hair up? I've had my hair up the whole time because no, no. it's so joyful because I, I don't have to do my hair I now. I know, and I've been walking around going... with a constant bonus. Terrible. What? <laughs> God almighty. So, yeah, thanks for that, babe, which you told me 20 years ago. <laughs> I did. I know, but I don't think I believed you, because my mum always well, used to say I told you it. at least 35,000 times. My mum always used to say it. I think that's why. Yeah. It's like you're ready for business. Oh, good ship lolly pop noticed. Yeah, it's like you're ready for business. You, there's a sort of suggestive efficiency at work. A sort of erotic administration that's afoot. Enough. That's enough. Nobody's given me a good comment. An erotic comment. administration. A an foot. erotic administration. A the foot. Two, the two things do not go no, together. No, but a foot means it's en route. It's coming in. It means a certain suggestive efficacy. Do you know what? It's a very interesting thing about this. What? This hair thing. Yeah. Because, like I say, my mum, my dad, you know, like all my family always used to say, oh, I love it when your hair's up. Just... Routinely ignore it. Why have you ignored okay. everyone then? Then, um, and then through life. No, but, but but the point I'm making is we do get stuck in our ways, don't we? What we think. And I'm more and more now for stylists at work and with makeup. I just say, just do, do whatever. Like they've been trying for ages, the stylist, to get me to stop wearing hoops in my ears. But I mm. love them. It's like for but you. I thought, yeah. But when I see other people around my age hanging on to things and I'm like, no, no, no. I think, oh God, I must not become that person. Right. It's do like you I... think that about me and hoops? Oh, hang on. Something's just happened there. Sorry. There might have been a bit. Sorry. What's happened there? Something's happened there. Oh, let's get come back. Do you think um, that about me and hoops? Do you think they're old fashioned? Hoop. I tell you what, hoops are really annoying. Because to put, put to put it bluntly, no, no, we don't want to go into your needs. No, I'm talking I'm not. about the look of a hoop. Hang on, bear with me. There's a couple of things I've got. A fucking lot of opinions on hoops. <laughs> Can I share them? They're well, some no. a bit counterintuitive, contradictory. Shifted across time. Okay. Maybe a bit of an adjusted opinion. I love hoops, but not me. No. In fact, I've got a horrible feeling. Hoops. Oh my god! This, this is a cornucopia of thoughts. Hang on, oh hang god. on a minute. No, your hair up with hoops. with ringlets. Like this here is a a, a moment of perfection. Yeah, mm -hmm. add a hoop in there. We're talking. I don't know. 
sort of, and I'm not using this in a sort of derogatory term. You're getting, I'm getting that sort of. When I was a child, I was really drawn to the gypsy well, looks. Me too. I love the gypsy look. The kind of rings. As I've told kind of you before, let me get in. As I've told you before. I used to model myself on the flake adverts. I used to want to be the flake girl. I wanted to be the flake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was amazing. Yeah, so, so yes. But hoops present a really practical problem okay, let's for men. No, they do. They do. There's they a forever fit. No, but there's a fit. Look, you can't lie back and recline seductively with hoops in. You just can't. You see, my thing they is a smaller out. hoop here, which is what the stylists are always trying to get me to wear. I feel it's like an older lady thing. And they say not. Do not but maybe get me that's, going But maybe on a that's pearl because they're earring. young. So a smaller hoop on a young person looks young, is a young thing. But on an older person, I think we go a bit... Can I make a few suggestions? I think though? we go a bit um, British home stores. Oh, what are we talking about now? Small hoops? <laughs> Small hoops. <laughs> I like a large hoop, well, but they're darling. impractical. <laughs> Small hoops are pointless. A, a small hoop is point, point. I don't like small hoops. I hate pearl earrings. Pearl earrings, shoot them. Get rid of them all. I hate pearls. Yeah, pearl necklace. I, no. No. Stop oh, no, it, I Zoe. I found one of your Christmas presents. Um, oh. Oh. What is it? Oh. I'm so pleased you found it. I was looking for this everywhere. Oh. I just found it when I was looking for the hoop. Christmas door. chef apron. with oh, You can have a six pack of beers on your chest. That's great. Put it on. Let's have a look. No, I'm not putting it on now. I've got a nice jumper put on. Put it on, on at no. the end. No. For I'll a little jumper about. I'm going to cook something. Maybe you can do a chef's dance. Anyway, anyway, so I hate hoops. Okay. Small hoops. I love big hoops, but they've got to be off before you recline. Okay. Got it? Does everybody prefer my hair up then? It's quite a few people. So all these years... Oh, no, you're really annoying me now. You're really I love annoying it. Me. I'm free. Yeah, well, you could have been freer. Especially as I've lost so much hair. It's like a good way to avoid Yeah, it. I mean, I always thought long hair was great. And then, of course, it wasn't. It was just like, I look like a fucking heavy metal victim. You did. Uh, Mark hates leopard print and red lipstick. He so does. It, look, <laughs> let me clarify the thing about the red. No, don't. Because No, don't. Because you'll go on and we've got the I won't go on. Got the red, hang on. You've said everything you've wanted to say about your fucking hair and your hoops. But we weren't going to go off into red lipstick. Well, no, but it, it wasn't me who took us there. No, you can acknowledge what she said and then... I acknowledge what you said and I, I don't like... I, I, but that's not quite true. I just don't like sharp, obvious red lipstick. Okay. <laughs> I think we've... <laughs> Happy Monday. Um, okay, what are we going to talk about? We're going to be you talking about... You know what about... all that is about? You know, like when you'd go into your maths class and you'd keep keep, keep the teacher talking yes. so you wouldn't have to get to maths? Yes. We that's convinced like... one of our cover teachers that a Robin Williams stand-up routine was part of the maths syllabus. <laughs> he didn't speak English and he bought it. And we all sat there watching it, laughing, and he just sat there and looked at us all like we would do. And we all went like this, we'd, oh, and we'd be writing on a piece of paper. Do you remember the tellies they used to bring in? The great big tellies yeah, on a great big mean. podium. And then they'd open the front but it, doors. But it was so awful, because as soon as the telly came in, you wanted to lie down, didn't you? And be oh, like snuggling. So true. And you'd be like in a school no, chair. No, no, but you'd be on a table like that. Yeah, trying to <laughs> be homies. Leaning all over trying each other. Trying to feel homies. But if, if it was you, I'd be trying to lean forward and kind of like that. Sorry, that was my penis, it just fell off. <laughs> Ma! Look at it as well. Show, look, can you see behind? 
Look, oh, look, it is. actually looks like one that's fallen off. My penis does not look like a half-eaten esophagus. You not. said an esophagus looks like it. a penis. It's outrageous Stop it. body shaming. Stop it. Body shaming. Mind you, you can play it like a flute. Stop it. Right. Now, this is too much. I really hope my mum isn't watching today, because you should be embarrassed. Come back, spaceman. Betty, if you're here, say you're here. Embarrass him. And tell him to stop talking about Your mum is a fruity... Mark! She can be fruity when she wants to I mean, be. My mum is very funny. She's very I, funny. I came across all the Cards Against Humanity videos I've got in my phone oh the other my day. God. Oh, my God. So funny. I, there's just something wondrous about, about mom, Betty swearing. Mum, I'm going to send some of them to you and then you can, you can give just me... Just read them out. You can um, say whether I'm allowed to post them or not. Because yeah. <laughs> it would give people a laugh. Okay, so um, I've done my coffee. I'm now moving on my tea. So let's get let's run through what we're going let's to talk about. Let's run through what we're going to talk about. Okay, so what we are going to talk about, right at the end, we're going to be talking about um, Keir Starmer and his ceasefire. Um, we're already curious to know what his ceasefire looks like, what it sounds like and what it means. Because it's been a long time coming. It's called for a ceasefire. Yeah. Um, and just generally what's going on in Gaza. in Gaza. Of course, we both went to the march on Saturday, so we'll <clears> tell you a bit about that. Absolutely. Uh, there's also a, a YouTube short that went up of, of the photo montage that, that Nadia posted. Um, we're starting to do that a little bit more, sort of share with those of you, because some of you aren't on Instagram. It's a nice opportunity. Uh, sorry, it was just... Uh, a little bit of conflict there over the esophagus. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about now. I noticed Minky Moo, you went, mm, I'm not too sure how I feel about dignity and death uh, and final wishes. A dark, horrible contrast. Uh, to use that, that sentence even seems crass in the current situation. But this is to do with dignitas. This is to do with assisted dying. It is, believe it or not, at the... Not that there's a lighter end to death, but this is actually Esther Ranson, um, a sort of very famous, once very, very, very famous uh, broadcaster, journalist, TV presenter. Still very famous. Yeah. Well, for younger generations, yes, I might wonder who the hell she is. Yeah. Um, but she's a, she's a major part of all of our lives. She was a huge part of, of, of television in the 70s mm. and 80s. Um, and she, she set up Childline. Yeah, exactly. Um, she uh, was has been talking about, you know, she's campaigning for assisted dying to be made legal. She's signed up to Dignitas. Um, she has stage four lung cancer, I believe. Is that yep. right? Um, incredible. I was listening to her today and I just thought, God, she's such a, an articulate woman, isn't she? She, is. she really is. Um, and she was... And so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about that, but also, but it's not just about assisted dying. It's about her last wishes, what the nature of how she'd like to die on her deathbed would be. Uh, and we're going to be talking about dysmorphia. Um, the mirror, our use of the mirror. How often do you look in the mirror? And, and you know, I, I read that article. It's quite a long article. Uh, but it's really interesting about our relationship with mirrors, reflections, seeing ourselves um, and body dysmorphia. Um, I know a lot of us struggle with that. Um, as I say, Starmer ceasefire. And we're going to briefly touch upon the mobile phone story. Um, separately today, uh, not long after this, we're going to record a little kind of sum up response to the BAFTAs, the red carpets, the costumes, and all that kind of stuff. Costumes, the outfits. So the showbiz will be yeah. going up later. Yeah. So, where do you want to start? Well, let's work, let's work through. So should we, should we do, let's start with... Let's start with, let's start with... Um, Esther. Yeah. Esther Ranson. Okay, who here is of the generation to, let's just quickly... Dame Esther. Dame Esther Ranson. Who, who remembers Dame Esther Ranson? Um, oh, God, I do. She used to present a show. In fact, she didn't just present it. She pitched it, commissioned it, produced it, wrote it. She was the whole head behind uh, This Is Your Life? No, not yeah, This Is Your Life. No, That's, life. We, that's we, life. You know, she came, she used to come on Loose Women and stuff. And we were quite, all quite scared of not her. Not surprised. She is quite scary. Um, but recently, she was on Loose 
and um, Kay was saying, God, it was so interesting because it was like her daughter was on. And she said, you know, you heard more about, she wasn't there, Esther, she sent a message in, but the grandmother loves the children, just absolutely don't. I thought, my God, she came from an age where difficult women were really frowned upon. And they're always frowned upon, but those days. And so that yeah, was the right. kind of, that was the kind of atmosphere around Esther. Oh, she's very difficult. She, what she is, is a powerhouse, even now with stage four lung cancer, campaigning. Actually, we're going to put a link underneath for the template that she's made mm. for people to write to their MPs, write, write to their MPs about. Can I just say, if I, if I needed a crack squad of absolutely indomitable women to do anything that I needed them to do, there would be three women in that group. Right. There would be Esther, Dame Esther. There would be Eve Pollard. And yes. there would be Gloria Honeyford. Yes. <laughs> and then I yes. know I'd be absolutely sorted. Yes. Don't mess yes. with them. And they weren't afraid to be difficult women. Yeah. I, I relish difficult women. I love difficult women. Um, but yeah, she just she just did she just did what she did, didn't she? Like yeah. you said, she produced well, produced commissions, probably <laughs> probably commissioned her own programs. Yeah, absolutely. And now, right, you know, right at this stage in her life, she's she seems to have you know this just enormous present still doesn't yeah, she she absolutely. wasn't supposed to have made christmas she said that's right because we talked about it here i think didn't we yeah absolutely. but she said it was going to be such an extraordinary christmas yeah because she didn't believe for a second she was going to be here this christmas um and um in this article she talks about how she's an entertainer and she wants to leave her family wanting more of her and she doesn't want to see her family to see her suffer and she has signed up for dignitas so she'll be going to Switzerland and she's this is a really sad bit she said she really hopes her family can come too mm. not in any danger because of course I didn't know that no, you it's can amazing be what you're saying. arrested yeah you can be charged but, but apparently not only charged I mean there's this idea I but think that if you go to Dignitas exactly so I thought booking to Dignitas for assisted diet you know is where you can in that you know is it in where is it in Switzerland, Switzerland yeah. yeah where you can essentially legally in Switzerland you know have your life taken from you essentially meditate um, but you're right. I didn't realise that in assisted even going dying. there for assisted dying, your family can still be prosecuted for travelling with traveling. you. Travelling with you. Or she, it seemed to be she was saying that even if they were in the room with you there, they could still so be charged cool. by our laws. So you have to go on yeah. your own. And um, and she said that um, so if they can travel with her, she wants to have a last supper. Oh, I love this. And she wants champagne because yeah. she's horribly. Um, allergic to it. I love that. And I thought, blimey, is that well, is that what she's planning? <laughs> I yeah. mean, if you're horribly allergic to something, you're really not supposed to have it at all. Like, she, but it won't matter. Well, like she said, Caviar it won't matter. Yeah. makes her ill, so that won't matter. Which I, I love thought this. was so charming and funny and yeah. just, yeah. And then she will go to her, you know, her, her last place. And there was actually somebody last week who had gone with their mother, who was in the press. Do you remember? We talked about it here, didn't we? Mm, mm. And her mum just had to press the button. Because mm. you have to be able to actually do it yourself, don't you? That's why it's assisted dying. Absolutely. So, um, so guys, she was gone in four seconds. She said it was just so quick and so... Yeah. Painless and so, guys, what would be your what would be your? It's not like you know people often do that sort of death death row sort. Of, but what would be your ideal scenario? Bearing in mind this is this all presupposes that you're in a in a. I mean, oh God, I have to say, I have to confess, I heard someone 
who was it who rang in and was talking about a woman was talk, rang in and was talking about her husband and she described him as this strong proud you know sensitive loving man he was you know like she said he was a big he was a, you know he was a man he was a big man he 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 knew that he'd been diagnosed with something. I can't remember what it was. I, I, to be fair, I think Nick Ferrari on uh, in LBC is is really supporting this campaign for assisted dying. I think it's a good campaign. Um, and uh, she was talking about just the tragedy of how he knew what was coming. He knew what was going to happen. He wanted to kind of. He was given time. He had forty eight hours within which he was going to descend, and was told what was going to happen to him. And she said all she was left with, because there was no way out of being able to do anything for him, all she and her children were left with was the horror of watching him essentially die of thirst because mm. he got drier and drier in the mouth and in the throat. And she said he died of thirst. And she said none of us, we all wanted to be with him or see him for that last minute. And none of us, none of us could actually escape, you know, that last image. And it was just... Well, it was this just is hideous. it. And, you know, the thing is when... when Obviously, it is the, the worry is that it's open to abuse, isn't mm -hmm. it? But we have to work out a way on how to do that because it is anyway. I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know, I've had friends whose, whose parents, you know, have died in hospital, very elderly, and they do stop giving them food and water, don't they? I mean, it's yeah, the yeah. same with your nan. I mean, yeah. it's just a process. Yeah. And so there's absolutely nothing going in and then they pass away. Um, but I think, I think to... So many people have to go through such terrible suffering. And why is that? And when, you know, a lot of people will say it's for religious reasons that it's only God who should decide. Mm. But in that case, why do we have vaccines? Why do we have antibiotics? What about operations? Mm. What about when they, you know, this thing, when they bring you back to life? Should we not have any of those either? Because mm. it's God's, it's God's mm. will. So... That one I don't understand at all. Well, to quote because my Because it means that we, have, we use no, no medical science and none of the advancements we've made because that wouldn't be God's... Well, to quote my way. late my late Nan, she, her line on that whole God thing was, she said, I'm an agnostic, Mark, said at the end of the day, whenever I ask a religious person, why is there such cruelty and why do children die? And they say it's God's way, I just want to slosh them. Classic Nanny film. Well, it's true though. It's like no, you said. I, mean, I, mean, I, respect, I, I respect people. I want to I, re I really respect people's belief. Mm. And sometimes, do you know what? I'm a little envious of people that have a faith. I really am because I think it must be just such as a comfort. I agree. But I don't think that should be the reason the reasons why one of the reasons we don't have assisted diet. but i think one of the dangers with the, with the faith is when that faith i mean god almighty you know we're looking at so many parts of the world where actually what's curious about the situation at the moment i'm just jumping over there for a moment is it, it feels less and less about about faith at the moment and more and more about land and well, it's occupation. never about religion well well kind of i mean no, in terms of i think well I, but i i do think the dangers that creep in is where one's belief or one's faith starts to, in a sense, uh, annex everyone else's ability to deal with things in their way. And I mean, it is hard. It is hard how I mean, to I've... find a, hang on, how to find a system or an approach yeah. that isn't, isn't, doesn't fall foul of abuse. I, my argument on that is, is that if you are of that nature that you're going to abuse the system, as long as you've put some obvious hurdles in place, I'm sure there's going to be something. Could you not do something like, as we discovered, abortion strictly is still illegal in this country. Yeah. You can't just have one, just you have, have to have get two doctors. doctors. Yeah, yeah, could you not have a similar sort of situation? Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the article last week that we, we talked about on here, 
her mum, right up to the last minute, I think, I have to find it again, had to talk to two doctors. You have to be in their presence, two separate doctors. They have to be able to look into the person's eyes right. and ask them the questions. Really? And, yeah. Mm. So it, it's never going to be a case of just somebody signing somebody off. There's going mm. to have to be some sort of... There's a lot of comments coming in here on, on experiences. Let's read, read some of them. Um, Lisa Pryor, I've recently seen the suffering of cancer with my uncle. You know what's coming, but it's the waiting for it to happen. We sat with my uncle for a day before he eventually passed away. Um, Leah, my dad was the same. God will decide and was getting agitated when the doctors kept asking if attempts should be made to bring him back to life. That must be hard when you're at that yeah. point and maybe you're struggling this with This is why belief. it's so important to make a living will. Yeah. I think, you know, yes, of course, it's important to make a will in every way, but I think a living will, so, you're, so your family aren't left with these terribly difficult decisions, mm. you know. But then they always say, don't they, that people will say, you know, oh, just switch it off and all of this, but it can be very different when you're there, so... Anne Murray yeah. makes a really interesting point, and I get it, you're not comparing the two, but in a weird way, why not? You know, not comparing the two, but animals get put down. Does God not like animals? Um, yeah. I mean, I know what you're driving at there. We can find a way to humanely manage the the lives of, of pets and animals um because we can't because we know that it's mm. wrong when we know what absolutely that their destiny is mm. death mm. and we see them suffering in pain and we can't bear it and it feels wrong i think it's the same if it's a human Mm. And they're up for, and they want that. Yeah. Erin Bullimore says, Assistant, uh, assisted dying is an absolute no-brainer. I can't believe there's still a debate. I know what you mean. It does seem strange. We should all be allowed to die in peace and dignity before the ravages of time take, take that from us. My nan used to always quote, do you remember that film Logan's Run? She would, it was really interesting. My nan, for the, my nan, who couldn't, I couldn't get her to watch a sci-fi film ever, was forever quoting the, a, a sci-fi film, which is Logan's Run was the film in which they live their lives and it obviously really, you know, spoke, isn't it funny how things speak to certain people? Mm. Should Martin, they used to have that thing on their wrist where a certain the film, age they, it was a film, yeah, and they press, was it, I think it's Logan's Run, they press the button and they die, just like yeah. that, at the age of, and I remember, she'd say that, and I remember thinking, oh my God, I wonder if she'll get one for me, I don't want to die. It's <laughs> so frightening. But, um, but what would, okay, so what would be your ideal scenario Saying last that you're supper. not in an, yeah, yeah, if, la, or your last, even not just supper, but set up with your family. Oh, God, it doesn't have to be depressing. Let's make it cheery. <laughs> I mean, mine would be, but okay, let me lead. Esther Ranson's gone with stuff that she's allergic to. <laughs> which I think is so which funny. Which I think is obvious. So I'd probably go for oysters on the same. <laughs> what am I allergic to? Oh, right. And then, so then you'd the be like, throwing up shit. Because it's always me that has to clear up your oyster <laughs> bloody indulgence. Classic. No, sorry. Okay, I won't do oysters. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's a distressing enough situation. Screaming. Yeah. <laughs> swearing. It might be the only way to take me out. I remember I was the closest. All we right. Were, we were in Cornwall. Cornwall and... <laughs> Sorry. He got food poisoning. Babe, you don't know how painful and I thought oh it was Oh my dying. God, if you repeat that one more time, right, because it's still raw, this, and it was about 10 years ago. I'm a really good nurse. He's behind the door and I'm like, would you like this? Would you like that? He was, was screaming. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, God, <laughs> it was horrible. He's like, I it terrifies me what a terrible patient is. Even if he's got a, just a cold, he gets very angry because he feels like you're going to reject him. So he becomes the worst person you could possibly be. 
Maybe it's I just, really weird. I'm one of those people who really should just die on his own on the top of a mountain, <laughs> yes, I think. And then, so. and then be mercilessly picked at by vultures and eagles. I think that's... All right, let's move on. Okay. I think what, what's your enough. scenario? What I don't you know. have? And I don't want to Toasted about cheese about sandwich? No. No. I don't, think I'd be, I don't think I'd be eating, to be honest. A glass of Prosecco? No, I mm. wouldn't want booze. Okay. It would make me feel scared. It would give me anxiety. Anxiety, okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted, someone just said, yes, 25, was it 25 years old in Logan's Run? That's when it cuts a bit. Yeah, I think that's why I probably got scared. <laughs> so I don't want to die at 25. 88% of you say, uh, yes, you agree with making assisted dying legal. Okay, on that note, we will put a link underneath. Of Esther's template to... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, sorry, that's just something in front of my face. Um, uh, should we talk about dysmorphia or, yeah, let's do, should we do dysmorphia? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a, it's not a story, but it's an article, a very thought-provoking article, actually, on, oh, I can't get it, it's on Apple News. Um, it's entitled The Broken Mirror, if anyone wants to go and read it, although we've only got access to it because we're on Apple News. Uh, this is the, you know, Body Dysmorphia. Science Focus magazine. Yeah, Science Focus magazine. And it's a, it's a very exhaustive exploration of what dysmorphia is. And in many regards, a lot of it is not new. We all understand where it comes from and how social media has potentially made it worse and all that kind of stuff. Um, does but it, it, do, it does at the end... the spectrum it, of it? Because... Yes. I would never call myself dysmorphic, but I, but I, but I mean, I don't know. Is, I, I did you. have very, very warped ideas of what I looked like. Yeah. You know, I've always had warped ideas. And the only reason I know they're warped now is because when I look back at old uh, I'm, I'm not what I thought I was. Mm. I would look in the mirror and I would see something very different. Mm. Do you remember that series years ago with Gok Wan where people had to... They had to, yes, it was I love a mirror, that. and yeah. you had to Something twist naked, it. Wasn't it. Yeah, you had to twist it to the point where, where you thought of how you looked. Yes, that was good. And nine times out of ten, people got it to a point where they were much bigger than they actually were. Because mm. everyone's got this idea of what they look like, you mm. know. Um, and would that be classed as dysmorphic thinking, I wonder, or yeah. dysmorphia? I don't well, I think, know. Well, I'll tell you something I was surprised by was how long ago the condition was diagnosed or described or defined, if you like. I think it was something like 1891. Really? I think I, think I might be right there. Yeah, uh, 1891, it was originally kind of, di not diagnosed, but described as a condition. Um, and but at that point, it, it, it's very much seen as... You know, in extremists, it's that you literally see your body or a part of your body as not just, it's not like just being, feeling you're overweight or feeling, it's like there's a, there's a, there's an absolute distortion or a part of your body that is in your mind, I'm not using these words to describe anyone or anything, but in your mind, you feel as hideously disproportionately large or you know, enormous. Somebody or... just said there are more dysmorphic in my face. No, it is all parts of you. It, yes. Dysmorphic doesn't doesn't just mean your body. Yes. I mean, like there's a young person that we know that is constantly going on about this thing with her face, the shape of her face, and it's so blown out of all proportion. But she yes. so so believes it. I wonder yeah. if that is. Oh, here we go. No, look, 1891 BDD oh. was discovered. It was first described by Italian psychiatrist Enrico Morselli. Uh, way, 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 dysmorphic. He described the dysmorph, dysmorphophobic 
as a person who in the midst of their daily affairs, in conversations, whilst reading, at a table, in fact anywhere at any hour of the day, is suddenly overcome by the fear of a deformity that might have developed in his body. So in extremists back then, this will be someone who just quite suddenly is almost hijacked. I th I, and I think when I read that, I thought, this is interesting. I was thinking, there's no social media, no, 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 maybe no magazines, that, no. And maybe the hijacking back then was the infrequency with which you did catch a reflection of yourself. Because <coughs> if you oh. think about it, I mean, oh. it, try and imagine living in a time where actually mirrors, glass mirrors were a very, and glass was a, you know, something that not everyone had, you know, not everyone had a mirror. So to not be looking at yourself. You you trusted right. your partner and friends or family to kind of make sure that you were kind of looking all right and you'd go off to school or whatever it was you were doing. We can't trust ourselves. Can't trust ourselves. So I just, again, it does make you wonder that the increased ability to look at ourselves. And so you have this strange conflation, I think, in modern society of the narcissistic impulse coupled with the dysmorphia. So you've got self-hate and self-love all kicking off at the same time, which is quite a curious kind of moment. But what I liked about this article, going through it, a lot of it, as I say, is, is stuff we all know. Um, and I'm going to share some of your thoughts because I can see them coming through. But if you, it says here, if you're reading this and you feel like you might be spending a bit too much time worrying about your parents, here's some things, top tips. <laughs> it's not going to resolve deep, deep dysmorphia. <clears throat> and in fact, I've been approached by um, a charity called Been There, as in I've been there, seen it. Um, and we are going to be, at some point, I'm arranging with them to do a talk about this because they are, it's a, a charity that has, is an app that allows you to be mentored with someone who, and we'll put the link underneath this live as well, who will mentor you, like much like a sponsor in AA, through body image issues, which I think is a lovely idea. It's, it's, it's a lovely idea. Anyway, some of the things here you could do. Mirror hygiene. What do you think of this, Nads? Mirror hygiene. Set limits around how much time you spend looking at yourselves in, in mirrors. Spending more than 10 minutes looking at yourself, but not for a particular purpose, like putting on makeup or shaving can lead to distress. Don't avoid the mirror, but keep it on a clock. So literally give yourself no more time. Time yourself on the mirror. How long do you, would you say you look in a mirror in a day? Seconds. But more than, say, me, because you're no. putting makeup on, no? Oh, yeah, so I suppose I'll put my makeup on. But it's weird. I'm not really looking at myself when I am. It's really weird. I just right. do it sort of automatically. I don't... <clears throat> so say I look in the mirror, say I'm taking a look and I don't like it, I move myself on. I don't oh, right. sit and stay and ponder it right. like I would have done in the old days. I just... And I, and I change my... I just think about something else. Okay. Because I've learned it leads to nowhere. It leads to absolutely nowhere. And all it does is distract me from the things that I should be doing. And so, you know, I, I, I don't want to use the word indulged because it sounds, it's not really what I mean, but I, I would, no, I did. I used to indulge that low self-esteem and that insecurity. Mm. And it just took me further down and down mm. and down. I was the most unreliable person to talk to myself about the way that mm. I looked. So, mm. um, you know, as I say, I'm 60 this year. It took a long time and I really, because for most of that time, most of my adult life, I was had no consciousness of, of it whatsoever. Yesterday in yoga, my our yoga teacher read us out this, this great piece. I'll, I'll get it from her actually. And it said, 80% of our repetitive thoughts are negative. Think about that. Mm. The thoughts that we will think of over and over again in a day, 80% of them are negative. We have some choice in that. 
but it is a painful choice and it doesn't happen all of a sudden and you mm. have to really really you know rewire yourself now i'm not talking about like proper body dysmorphia where somebody really d does need psychiatric care well, more, often than, more often than not CBT, cbt really helps with, yeah. with, with dysmorphia i mean one, one, one of the other things that i've I'm, this isn't warped, warped thinking about yourself not the diagnosis of dysmorphia is something we choose to do when we repeat and repeat and repeat i mean one of the, a couple of tips here i mean i struggle with it massively and it's horrendous and it's, it's a huge motivator for me to get fit and it could easily lead to just becoming obsessive because one never gets to a place of perfection i think a lot of people here are saying different mirrors are different shape. It's true. I always thought that was a kind of, yeah, right. Can't rely on mirrors. You can't rely on mirrors, but you can't rely on mirrors. And also I think where you position mirrors in your house and in your, where you live or where you regularly go is really important because yeah, over a sink is one thing. That's not my leg. That's, that's toffee drinking some water by me. Um, but what, for example, we used to have a mirror lent against the wall so that whenever you got out of the bath, you couldn't help but see the ungainliness of oneself getting out of a bath, which was hideous to behold. And it would be for any... And so that always left me feeling shit at the end of a bath. And thankfully, well, there's still kind of a mirror there. But it's like, you know, so don't put mirrors or have mirrors in places yeah. where you're going to catch... Yourself. Don't have it at the bottom sit. of the stairs where you first sit up or right by your bed where you wake up because you're just going to... You're, you're going to feel bleary-eyed and awful. Yeah. Um, to, to, I mean, I think this is another big problem with younger people because there are so many photos taken, you know, and it's like I, I, I ban the kids. Mm. Like if we're showing them a photo and they go to squeeze it open, I say, no, don't do that. Mm. You can look at the feeling of everybody in the photo. Don't zero in on yourself mm. because nobody's ever going to be happy. And the other thing is when you see a photo of yourself or it's you just moment. look in the mirror, you're not seeing... Mm. Uh, what some another person sees, which is a moving, you're very good on that. You're very good on stressing is, that, though. I mean, we because went because that's what I've really discovered about myself yeah. as well. Because I would just look at that one thing, yeah. but actually, you know, if you have a little film of yourself and you see yourself moving yeah. and laughing and chatting and the warmth and all the different things that come out of our face, that's what. Yeah. That's what we should be looking at. Yeah, which is why it's quite a challenge when you go into a sort of sexy bedroom and there's, they say there's a mirror on the wall or on the ceiling. But what and, kind of a and person like, wants okay, a mirror well, on the ceiling? Okay, well, Christ almighty, that's going to be... Um, just quickly, Has just anyone been watching Thrupple? Yeah, hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we need to... Just quickly, engage in non-appearance-related interests where you're not going to be seen. They do, in this article, say the increase of Zoom in lockdown created huge problems huge for lots problem. of people. People were, were having... They call it Zoom surgery, didn't they? Loads yeah. of massive increase... Yeah on um, tweaks and treatments. And Social all. media detoxes so that you can avoid not just plate plaster in your face or get falling into the trap of, you know, face tuning and body tuning so that you get to a place of what you think is perfection and then when you meet someone, it's a bit different. Um, but this one is really important, I think, and odd, oddly for me, I thought this really stuck out to me. Um, cut back on reassurance seeking, which mm. is really important. It says here, try not to discuss your appearance with others. Asking for oh, feedback about your appearance will leave you feeling worse regardless of whether the answer is positive or negative. Because you'll do what I've always done, which drives Nadia nuts, which is, if you've said that looks good, what does that mean you're feeling about everything you haven't said? It's the classic old... I, I had to just, like, get so boundary with Mars. So yeah, I'm not going to answer that because it's a bottomless pit. So then you would go, but that means that you think this. I go, mm. no, no, do you can't know what I'm thinking, but you've got to stop asking because it doesn't actually ever make you feel better mm -hmm. so it's just it's picking at a scab but I, I need to read this um i need to really read this so i can do my body 
body I, I think we should also talk to we should talk to being there live too. on it hummingbirdie tweets uh, i got a spot on my chin lately i know the feeling i look in the mirror and the first thing i notice is that spot i mean that's it isn't it it's it's the but thing that it, you're drawn to here's another little thing to ask yourself and i am going to do this on my body image life sorry i couldn't do it last week we, we were really overwhelmed last week but i'm doing it this week is like when you keep going back to it to keep looking at what are you putting off in your mind what what other thing are you trying to avoid with that familiar anxiety? Because it's the familiarity of that, oh, I know where I am with this. Mm. I'm feeling really shit. I'm really ugly. This spot is disgusting. Everywhere I go to, I can't come out. That's all masking something else that you're trying to avoid. Because it takes up a lot of time to think about these things. Imagine mm. all the other things you could be doing. Mm. That's one thing I do, say to myself all the time. I go, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you doing that other thing that you want to do? Why aren't you phoning that friend you haven't phoned? Why aren't you da da da? Why aren't you playing with the dog? Why aren't you mm -hmm. playing with Mark? Why aren't you? Why are you going to this? Mm -hmm. That is not going to serve you in any way whatsoever. Absolutely, Christos says it's an awful thing to be betrayed by your body because often you feel you can't talk about it. You feel it's a battle you will never win, and yet you fight it day after day, and it wears you down. Oh, yeah. Christos, Christos, is that how you feel about yourself? Um, I didn't know that. No. Erin, yeah. I don't have a mirror in my room and most other mirrors are pretty high up, which is good because it means I can forget just how much I hate having breasts. Seeing my chest always causes oh, dysphoria. Yeah, that must be so yeah, hard. so difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that's another whole level of it, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Lee Durant, for me, I always worry when I'm having a conversation with someone and they are looking at me, they are seeing things that are wrong with me. Can I just that's say... That's what Mark does to me all the time. I'll be looking at him and he'll go, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me well, like that? Well, no, no, no. But you do do this strange thing where you go... And then you look at a part of me. I have to say, Lee, I thought you were dashing. Dashing. Not dashing <laughs> through the snow, but you were absolutely dashing. Um, and, and Christos, you're a, you're a, you're a catch, You're a fine-looking man. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, look, let's have a look. Who, what have you said in the votes here? 56% of you say you are dysmorphic. Interesting. We, I don't think we should say those things. Well, I'm saying it to two No, no, but it is interesting, and I want to talk about that in another way, another day. Well, maybe we do that when we do our one together. Because we're always saying... That don't worry, you are good looking, but actually, we need to spend less time and effort thinking about that. Mm, mm. Because, what about all the other things that we are? You know, like Christos, fantastic father, mm. dedicated, loyal, hard working man, you know, a good family man, all those other things, and yet people panic to say, Oh, but you look great. You know, it's not it's, that. Yeah, it, but I think what happens for a lot of people is you you say all that. It's the dysmorphia of self. Yeah, can because be, if we can be dysmorphia the, about your, you can be dysmorphic yeah. about your personality in a way. I mean, it's not about that. But but the point being is whatever you home in on as a positive, it's easy if you have a mental health issue and low self esteem and any dysmorphic thinking to only home in on what's been ignored. It's 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 an easy hit. It's an easy addictive. Hit. And that's why it's exactly. a that's why it's a compulsive behaviour. Exactly. That's why it's compulsive and addictive in in that sense. Exactly, uh, because one of the reasons we are able to knock ourselves physically is because we are not giving enough applause to ourselves of who we are. I mean, that is why we do it. Mm. it it's it's couple of, a couple of I want to read a couple of other comments out. They're really meaningful. These Christopher Cundall. Hope you enjoyed Adele, sir. Oh, I have yeah. issues looking in the mirror, seeing my old self and remembering those times and then the things wrong, in inverted commas with me, since becoming 
paraplegic. Well, I mean, I do think that's a very different level, Christopher, because that is that's a, a huge adjustment, isn't mm, it? Mm. That's a huge adjustment. You weren't born with the, with the, these challenges. They came to you. So that's such a huge shift for you physically mm. that I'm sure that that will take so much more work and be incredibly difficult in a different way. But can I say um, you're one of the most captivating the people I've, is, I've come across? Yeah, but I suppose <laughs> the journey is the same, yeah. that you've just got to yeah. get back to, we've all got to get back to yeah. who we are, who is our heart, what yeah. is our soul like? You know, what, what impression are we making in the world, however small that is? Yeah. Not small, everything is big, but we might think, oh, well, that's nothing. Yeah, I was nice to that person in the corner shop today, but that was nothing. Mm. That's not nothing. That's you making an impression on the world. Mm. Mm. I mean, Anne Marie, well. Lucky, you both went into rescue mode with Crystal Salee. Well, you see, I don't know. I just think the, the reason I think it is different, and I think this would be good for a conversation between men and women, is very rarely do men actually just turn around and go, you look great, actually. So it's a very unusual mm, thing for men to, it's not about prioritizing the look or prioritizing the physicality up and above everything else, Christ almighty. I've talked about, experienced, lived with, gone through so many mental health issues. I also know what sometimes for me is a little Philip of support. When I say Philip, I don't mean Prince Philip, but F-I-L-I-P. You know, a little nudge, a little piece, a little... And I think between men, there is a difference in some regards because I think it's so rarely said or done. And I think when it comes from another man who is acknowledging that actually we don't mostly talk about this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it is a little bit different, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, there was a rescue moment there. But no, but that's, what, that's yeah. why I pulled us up. I yeah. said, why do we do that? Yeah, why yeah, do yeah. we absolutely. do that? No, it's it right. interesting. Yeah. We've got to have a good chat. We do want to well, do I think, well, well, I think really we're going to do that. Um, and uh, yeah. We I were just... meant to do it last week. We do apologise. It was just, there was just too much. Oh, Nalene, oh. um, this, hi Nalene, hope you're hi, well. Hi Nalene. This episode you? really spoke to me as being Dutch, where euthanasia is allowed in certain circumstances. I don't understand why this country is so against it. My mother would have done it if allowed. Oh, I know. Oh, Nalene, oh, big love. And love. I, know you I saw your post the other day, missing her still every day. And yeah. it, it's always, it always feels like yesterday, doesn't it, when you've lost somebody? So, because so many comments there. Dawny Harvey, a complete change in health, change the way I look at everything. Um, uh, oh, there's Dina, Dina giving you a little hug yeah. as well, Nelly. Anne-Marie Shellard, when I was younger, I could, not be, I could not take compliments. They made me feel so awkward, but I will obsess if a negative is said about me. I always give yes. people honest compliments, yes. though. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it's it? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. We, that was great. There's obviously loads to talk about there. Yeah, so there really I is. think we need to do a male and, you know, us together doing yeah. dysmorphia. And we really want to encourage men to get involved in the conversation. Yeah, so we'll have I to agree. do a big call out. Sorry if I haven't had a chance to read out comic coming, but that was, as you rightly say, there's such rich, rich mm. experiences and mm. thoughts there. Um, Okay, we're going to move to Keir Starmer and the ceasefire. Thank you, uh, Faith, and everyone on the No Name Sunday show. Obviously, he'd given his speech or his talk yesterday where he said there has to be an immediate stop to the fighting now. now and just, just before we go into mm, that, we were at March on Saturday. Yes, yes. And we, quite frankly, I know Mark touched on this on Saturday, absolutely disgusted, disgusted that the online papers would have you think that the most important thing that happened on that day was that 10 people were arrested. 12, okay, 12. 11 to something. So, so, you know, they say there was 30,000 people there. There were not 30,000 people there. There were uh. way, way more than 30,000 people there. And actually, it should be applauded. Wow, what an incredible turnout. I 
these marches, I have never been out in the streets of London where there has been such politeness. Mm. We're talking about thousands upon thousands of people. Occasionally, there'll be a little knock. Oh, I'm so sorry. Everyone behaving so well because everyone feels the importance. Like, you know, don't walk up this way of the street. We're having a safe and we're having a peaceful demonstration. And it breaks my heart the way these incredible organisers and all the different groups that are just dismissed. Nothing was reported on it. Fantastic speeches by brilliant, articulate, eloquent humanitarians. You know, from across the board, there was, I can't remember what the Labour MP was that was there. I just watched his speech. He was amazing. The amazing uh, French doctor woman that we're now following, um, uh, Jeremy... Corbyn, Corbyn, um, the Palestinian ambassador, the priest that many of you may have seen in um, around Christmas time that that looks after the church in Jerusalem. Nothing, not a line mentioned, just 12 arrests, right? Uh, I literally don't know what to do when I see this and when I think about, we we turn up with a march and it's amazing, but all those people that organise it, mm, mm. you know, so what we would say is, please go to my Instagram, March to do some amazing photos that really captured the essence and the heart of what that march was about. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the warmth, the sadness, the joy, when, when you'd hear Palestinian music or there'd be something, you know, trying to remember the people... And follow some of those accounts that I have tagged in there to get your information from somewhere else. Let me just, I also just want to say, make a, a quick comment on this as well. I mean, I've been on, I used to go on marches all the time as a kid with, with my mum, pro-choice marches, miners' strike, was in the middle of the poll tax riots, it, it literally in the violence and caught in it, it wasn't causing it. Um, but... Um, you know, so I, I, I mean, I've done a fair share of those, that kind of, you know, I said minor strike, teacher strike, so many marches, so many marches, women's rights, uh, all that. Um, and I was struck by how like the London Marathon it was, insofar as there was an open heart from absolutely everyone. There were adults and young alike, and it was interesting, as I was looking at it through the sort of lens of a media sort of course, and I was thinking, okay, so there are children here, and when you photograph children, you can hear the right-wing press going, radicalised, brainwashed, and all this kind of stuff. And, and there was not an aspect of exclusivity there whatsoever. The most emotional moment for me, and it was a truly... I haven't really felt anything like that in a sort of... Inter, around an international event or set of circumstances, if you like, before, was as we moved, Nadia was, was marching with the... Um, health workers for Palestine. There was a moment where up up on the um, I, I tried to get a shot. I was on I was on my big proper camera taking stills. It was very hard to because it was high and did a, I got a shot, but it wasn't very good. Um, there was a bank of approximately fifty. Um, I, it, it's probably more more. There's probably more uh, detailed description than this, which I, I apologise for. Of clearly Hasidic Jews who were. You know, had the I don't want the name of the hats. The, most the anyway, they were they were all in a line, and they were all um, looking, and they were all sort of praying and sort of clapping and thanking. And I saw several of them pointed to you because I think you've shared some of their posts before. I, I don't know if it's Jewish Voices for London or. Um, it was there was so not an electric moment of conflict there. There was no anti-Semitism there. It was, no, it was extraordinary. It was an extraordinary spiritual point, moment. 
I was walking with, uh, holding, holding the banner with the um, health workers for Palestine. So like a huge group mm. because each, all different groups meet at different points and then join the march. And I heard it go through, through the, through the group. Through, there look, was a cheer. Look, 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 look at the there. And, and they were all blowing kisses to them and they were standing there so, so stoically yeah. with their, with their um, what were they called, Mark? The posters, called sort of things yes. with writing in there. You know, and the hats, you could mm. really see them standing out. And all these, all these people clapping to them and them just like waving and smiling. And, oh my God, how I did not sob, I don't know. I mean, I really hung on to myself not to cry because you don't want it to be all about you, do you know what I mean? But I was like, mm. this is all that it would take. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, and it was just so yeah. beautiful. And when you see people with the, sorry, I forgot, what's the skull cap, the Jewish skull um, hat, and wearing the Palestinian skull. Mm. And there was so much beauty and humanity there. No one wanted to report on it. No, of course, that would have been the photo. The, 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 if I was a photo editor, I'd, at that moment, and I'm going to use a light-hearted analogy, it was akin to as this bank of Orthodox Jews and pro-Palestinian marchers, all united. And there was a wave of excitement and connection. It was like Tottenham scoring a goal. It's that infrequent. But it was really, it was so meaningful. And that, for me, was the shot. That should be the shot that shows the perfect idyll that we could all potentially get to and reach. Why would no one be interested in that shot? Because if it bleeds, it leads. Um, yeah, so, t so 12 people that were arrested for what? The only Not photograph much. in the Telegraph was a photograph, actually, of the mounted police, police behind a couple of scraggly now, now, kind of... Now, what are, what are they subliminally it. telling everybody there? That they needed to that be that a police That we needed presence. loads yeah, of no. mounted police. Don't buy into it, guys. I mean, just shocking. If I stood up now and in my pants... Kipper that was the that would Thank go, you, Reese. That would go on all those online papers, wouldn't it? Just stand up and stand in your pants. Yeah. That's going to go, oh, Nancy, no, she... Splashing yeah. her buttocks at nearly 60. Yeah. But something amazing like that, and they don't want to say anything yeah. about it. The kipper. Thank you, you know what? Yeah, thank you. The next march, if you are engaged in this, have a think about going. You don't have to do the whole march. Just to experience the humanity and solidarity is an incredible thing. I've never experienced anything like, like what I've experienced on those marches. And I think... You know, to stand with people and to walk with people with with such good intention, even if even if you don't particularly care one way or the other, I think you wouldn't be wouldn't. I think it would be extraordinary if you didn't feel something very deeply. That's what all that I would say. So um, yeah, what are you doing, babe? Getting a charger. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there we have it. So on Wednesday, sorry, John, go on. No, I was going to say, it's just in terms of time. So Keir Starmer's yeah. call for a ceasefire. What do people make of it? What do we all make of Keir Starmer's call for a ceasefire? I just wanted to read out Minky Moose. He hasn't Moose. called for a ceasefire. No, that's his speech yesterday. We want an immediate stop. Oh, sorry. I thought it's Keir Starmer. It's SNP, the, the vote. Sorry, I've got No, no, no. Moose. Keir Starmer yesterday. This was, as Faith was telling us on the live yesterday. Yeah. But Minky Moo, where is your Freya comment? I just want to... Why the F has Keir Starmer just decided this now? It can only be an Im the impact on his popularity, not humanity. This is why, of course, look, everyone, we're all still wanting a ceasefire. Everyone wants to jump in. It happens all the time on, well, you call for a ceasefire. How can you do that? You're calling for the state of Israel. No one is calling for a ceasefire without 
all of the great long list of mitigating factors that need to be in place. There needs to be all sorts of caveats and details and lines not to be crossed on both sides, no rockets fired by Hamas. This is an observation of the borders. What's the management of, of things moving forward? How do we control the Lebanon border? There are, you know, so when one calls for a ceasefire, one's not being a moron and just going, cool ceasefire, because it's cool. One is saying ceasefire, start with a ceasefire and then move through the gradation of the many other di uh, difficult details that then need to be ironed out. And that is incumbent on the international community. And what I would say with all of this is, whether it's meant or not what Keir Starmer has said, the proof is going to be in the pudding this Wednesday. I, can I just give you my instinct on this at the moment? My instinct on this at the moment is that there is already a lot of fancy footwork going around the exact choice of words around things here. And I think we need to just keep our eyes on the ball there because there's a lot of distinction being made between immediate, permanent, sustainable, it's like this is what they were saying on BBC this morning. They said we're all very confused about the different words around the ceasefire. Yeah, and Nick Ferrari's obviously wanted to try. He's very sort of supportive of the kind of Zionist mission, if you like. But you know, he's right to ask the questions of what do you mean? What kind of ceasefire are you saying now? Now, I think the proof will be in the pudding. The SNP, the Scottish Nationalist Party, have brought forward a, a motion on Wednesday for a an immediate ceasefire, and I just want to keep hearing in more detail what the fancy footwork is around the nature of this ceasefire. Because my feeling on this is, if it's immediate and it's everything that we want, an immediate ceasefire, as I keep saying, no one is saying you just put down your weapons and invite Hamas over to do the same thing, nor are we saying, you know, uh, that Israel just sort of runs... A ceasefire is what it is. It's a ceasefire. There have to be, you know, edicts, things in place that both sides observe. I've said all along, Oddly, oddly for Israel, they would be doing themselves an enormous moral um, sort of favour if they were to sign up to something quite quickly so that everyone can have a, a sort of clear, set, established set of rules that everyone kind of plays from. So an immediate ceasefire is what we want, an immediate ceasefire. <clears throat> They've announced today that it's the 10th of March, the beginning of Ramadan, that they will go Israel. in if they don't have the hostages back. Let's think about that. That's also the hostages that they will be going in and, and bombing. And, you know, so so we ask ourselves how much Netanyahu actually cares about the hostages. You know, I, I was listening to Jeremy Bowen this morning. He said, you know, the people that, are keeping, the BBC. Him, the people that are keeping him in power are so, so right wing. Netanyahu's got no choices, really. I mean... He doesn't want any either, but um, th 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 nothing's going to stop them. No. I don't believe anything's going to stop them. They, they have said right from the beginning they want to wipe them out. They want the settlers back. Um, ben Ben Nevi, is it? He's ne oh, God, is, I can't. My, my brain isn't on anywhere it needs to be today. He he he. You know he has said we will. We are no matter what. We are going into Rafa, and the settlers are coming into Gaza. So. Rafa, what, no, let's talk about that again. 1.6 million down there that have been displaced, some of them six times displaced down to the bottom, right? There's nowhere for them to go, right? Apparently, they're going to give them a warning again. This is what will make Biden less queasy about the situation, is if they can look after the civilians. Ya Allah, look after the civilians. Are you serious? Where are they going to go? 
There are 17,000, very, very conservative number, this is from UNICEF yesterday, of orphaned children, nowhere to go, no one to look after them, right? Rafa, if, if they're coming into Rafa, Egypt has put up a wall. They put a nice wall for them I'm there. Hummingbirdy tweets, a uh, good point. I mean, Egypt needs to... What the hell's going on there? I understand the argument that they're going to help Israel, like ethnically cleanse the Palestinians out. Um, they're going to end up in, they're going to end up dead or in the desert with nothing. And Biden is calling for a ceasefire, but as Jeremy Bowen, very well-respected BBC journalist said today, he's still sending all the weapons. And he said, if he stopped those weapons today, it would make a big impact on Israel. Mm. So out the front, ceasefire, ceasefire, and round the back, it's all going on. So and the only like Muslim uh, um, state... That supporting these but are the poverty-stricken Houthis. Apparently, Jordan, Egypt, they're letting all the stuff go round the back so it gets it's, to Israel. It's really, these I mean... poor people just yeah. stuck in the bottom stuck down in the middle, rubber, stuck in the middle. With the whole world just, like, mm. supporting the end of them. So, yeah, so, the, so the suggestion is, or the possibility is, that they're going to go into Rafa. Uh, they're, giving, they're giving Hamas until the beginning of Ramadan to kind of, you know... Uh, release release the hostages. I mean, but my, my, nobody said it won't make any difference. They're still going to go in. Well, yeah. I mean, my my sense is. I mean, I suppose it's the first time we've heard them sort of even give, albeit a sort of rather cruel one. In that the threat is at Ramadan. It won't. You know, they've given. I know. It's so, so so provocative. So provocative. I mean, if anything, if any, if any kind of military action on the globe was suggested to happen on an important day in the Jewish calendar, it would be called out for what it was, which would be incredibly anti-Semitic. It is as a policy, it's inherently Islamophobic. Um, so the problem is now. Alshon Shuggle Granny says, "Grandstanding by Starmer trying to win votes in Scotland." Starmer yeah. knows he's in trouble with a, heart, a huge part of his party. I think what my worry about this is this, and we'll never really know the truth of this. And this is the fact: they have focus grouped and study checked all of the implications exactly, of everything. Yeah. 86% of the Muslim vote that voted Labour has fallen to below 40%. So of all the Muslims that have voted for Labour in the past, uh, you know, all the Muslims in the country that can vote, 86% voted Labour. It's fallen to 43%, below 40% now. Wow. And the idea, I think, beyond that, and you only have to be on this march to realise it, a lot of absolutely natural Labour voters who aren't Muslim... Uh, are also going, hang on a minute. Just, this is just a humanitarian. This is a humanitarian thing. For pure humanity, I can't believe you've done it. I, can, I fear that this Labour Party is only interested in focus group success, and I agree with you. My feeling is, of course, we want them to all get on board, though I have said all along, at the moment any of these absolute cowardly twits do get on board, we mustn't all sit there going from the sidelines, yes, at last. Of course, we want it they, for the pe people of have... Palestine, but yeah. actually... Too slow to the to the show, too too far behind, not enough, too little, too late, and actually driven by what reason? By what reason? A cynical desire, desire to, to to protect their their core, you know, voting base. And now the timing of this doesn't speak to anything else, unfortunately. Doesn't mean so I'm I'm just gonna be fascinated to see. Watch the linguistic gymnastics that will occur in the run-up to Wednesday. There's going to be all... You're never going to realise. You're not going to have 
even catered for how complicated the word ceasefire is about to get. <laughs> there are going to be so many well, gradations <laughs> of ceasefire. You won't you'll be able to choose it like a farron ball colour in a the shop. The guy from Labour on, on BBC this morning, he just couldn't answer the question. She just asked every single Sustainable, way. unobtainable, oh my permanent, God. immediate, it was like, sustainable. I mean, it, it was like on. a stand-up comedy piece. This is it the thick really of it. Was. it this was is the thick of it. Thick of it. <laughs> just we, answer the sodding question. We need Peter Capaldi standing there going, what the fuck is this? Is yeah. it sustainable? Is it unsustainable? What is you this? You should write something on that. You'd be very is it a vegan? That. Is it vegan? What is it? What is it? Oh. What other words are you going to do to dress around this so that you can deal with the spoilt brat that is Netanyahu? Because what they have here, what the world has made... Is a, is, a, is a government in Israel that thinks they just have to stamp their feet and they get what they want. Grace you know, so, so Biden will say ceasefire while still giving him the sweeties round the back. The sweeties being billions of dollars worth of, of arms for a people that have nothing. I mean, they've not got flour to make bread. Do you know what I mean? What, what, what is this bullying? It's just... Minky Moo makes an important point. So many people do not even bullying. know what's happening. They haven't no, they seen don't. the videos like... because they refuse to see the videos. Because they're too well. you're right. Because they only see mainstream <laughs> news, which knows what it's doing, which is also... What does mainstream news also do? Listen to, to, to uh, Nick Ferrari, all of them. They all say, don't look at social media, it's unreliable. They're, they're losing control of the narrative. <laughs> oh, my God, because... Don't, for God's sake, <laughs> Oh, my God, because that evil... You know, anyway, so sharing images and talking to others is really important, says Minky Moo. Just want to quickly mention this actually Grace Ann Martin going off at a little bit of a tangent but not really Mark and Abs any thought on the Julian Assange who will appear in court for his appeal now just on that I don't know the intricacies or intimate I'm not intimate with the entire evolution of that story but I tell you what right now nothing would surprise me in terms of what stories we've had force-fed to we, us. We actually, on the march, because there were some people there for Julian Assange weren't they and we both looked at each other and we said now, know, the know way the that is. we feel, we should look over all that stuff now uh, with our eyes now open. Uh, and because we know now that anything that goes against the norm and what they want us to think is just wiped away as a, as a conspiracy theory. Mm, mm. So just, it's just, it's a way of shutting people up. Mm. Wow. God, that was a full on coffee moaning. Well, there you we go, went guys. on a journey there all around. Um, please. If you've ever liked us for any reason ever, please look around. Mm, please look mm. around. Please um, lobby your MP for this vote. is is an important one because it just switches the light on them all again. You know, on Wednesday, it's really important. There is, um, you can I wrote, join. I wrote a stinger to our MP. <laughs> yeah. You can, he did, he wrote, you should post that yeah. later. Um, and outside of Parliament, five o'clock, Wednesday. There is a demonstration on Wednesday. Mm. So you can follow Poli Palestine Solidarity UK to find mm. out the information on that. Yeah. And also today we are announcing that it starts today that Mark and I are going to be doing, let's say it's a sponsored walk basically for uh, MAP, the Medical Aid to Palestine. And we are going to be walking 95 kilometres. As is, as is Lior, I think as well. Yeah, isn't it the length? Oh, isn't it the length of the, um, isn't it the length Le of Gaza, or is it? Yes, is right? it's the, yeah. um, is Leo there? What, what is, uh, yes. Yeah, I reposted your what, thing, Leo, yes. <coughs> um, 
Oh, well, sponsor you, Leo. Yeah, yeah. So um, we would really, really love it if you could sponsor us. This is really, really important, getting medical, getting doctors it's and It's cumulative. It's cumulative. You're not, we're not literally, one doesn't set off for 95 kilometres and end up in, I don't it's know. It's over 19 you know. days. Yeah. And because our schedule is so insane, Mark and I are doing, we're, it's both of our uh, steps together. Right. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to do it. And really, the most important thing is that we raise money for this brilliant charity that's been working in Palestine for years and years and years and they're really trusted so mm. we'd love it if you could well i don't think we've had any we don't think we've had a sponsor yet but well, it's just open today we oh, haven't right. got so okay. if anyone wants to Sorry. just just yep. even a pound one yeah. pound we will yeah. mean the is there a link i'll put a link yeah, under yeah, here yeah. um so uh, finally I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone, all of your contributions. I saw so many comments I wanted to read and the, and the chat moved Amazing. on quickly. You know, again, it is, this is, this little forum and this little community is what it is because of you guys. Because it, it just, it just, it just, you know, you feed us and, and we reflect back what you say and it feeds more of you. And it's, it's just wonderful. It makes us think, we all think together. If you wanted to look at some of the photos that we took from, I am going to be uploading a longer version of something that Nadia posted uh, the photos. other day. Some really meaningful photos there. Um, but you can see them on YouTube shortly. I've popped up a 30 seconds so you can get a little glimpse there and we had a lovely moment um, where we FaceTimed Betty and Teddy that photo is there, yeah. in Jordan and so that they could see the march and Mark got the most fantastic photo mm. um, if you do sponsor us please leave us a message so we can read why and what's you know yeah. um, and, and um, what's made you the link hasn't gone up anywhere yet Minky Move so we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted on now. that yeah yeah um, and finally totally unrelated to politics global politics or anything like that you're going to be getting a showbiz chat through uh, the baftas uh, both the, what happened on the red carpet some of the best bits some of the winners and all that kind of stuff so that'll be happening later oh me cheap just follow us on instagram oh do you? we don't know your name oh. what's your name on instagram oh. <coughs> let us know okay all right all guys right, lovelies. have a lovely day bye, bye.